Since taking over as GM for the Atlanta Braves, they have won six straight division titles, including a World Series mixed in there. I'm going to tell you why Alex Anthopoulos is the best GM in all of baseball and why the Braves should extend him now. All that on today's episode of Locked On Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, the daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. I wrote an extensive article earlier this week on Bryce Elder, what made him so good during that hot stretch, what made him so bad at the end of last season. You want to go check that out. did a deep dive on Bryce Elder. A lot of you asked me about him and what we should expect. So please, if you would, go give that a read and a lot of other great content over there at Braves today. Make sure you follow the podcast on social media at Lockdown underscore Braves. Submit, hit that thumbs or subscribe, hit that thumbs up button if you're new on YouTube. Appreciate the support there. And make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for all your support here at Locked on Braves. Got a lot of people in here live already. I see Jeffrey Humphreys reminding people to hit that like button. Thank you so much. Kenneth, Arginis, Sutton, AK, The Wild One, ARC, Peter D'Amico uh, in here right now, Leland, Champ 2021, Anthony, Chuck McMillan, uh, AK, Lily in here as well, Chris Fields. Thank you so much, everybody who's joining me here live. I do a lot of these episodes live during the offseason. Really enjoy seeing your comments. May not get to them during the podcast, but I do go back and read them. So thank you so much. For all the support you give me here at Locked on Braves. Today, we're going to go over Alex Anthopoulos. His contract's up at the end of 2024. I think the Braves need to go ahead and take care of business and lock him up. I think he's the best GM in baseball right now. We're going to go through some of his moves, highlight a lot of the good ones. We'll talk about some bad ones he's made in there as well and get some of your comments about what you think were the best and worst moves for Alex Anthopoulos. Before we get into that, though, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. All right, thank you again so much for joining. I see some more has trickled in here. David Searles, Ecuadorman, Brad Dixon, Chris Fields. Thanks so much for joining here live to talk about Alex Anthopoulos, the GM of the Atlanta Braves. When you think about a baseball team, not many people are really going to look to the GM to be the all-star, but they are very important members of the organization and how a team performs both short and long-term. And his contract's up at the end of 2024, and I think the Braves need to go ahead and lock him up. I think he is an outstanding general manager. If you don't think he's the best in baseball, I think he... Got it. Has to at least be top five. And I'm going to try to explain to you why I think that if you disagree. And I know there's some of you who do because I see you down in the comment section on YouTube complaining about Alex Anthopoulos and him not, you know, doing signing big enough free agents is really the only critique I've seen on Alex Anthopoulos. And I'm going to tell you why I don't really think that's a legitimate critique later 
in the episode. See Jeffrey Jeffrey Humphrey saying, I'd rather keep AA than Otani. He is just as valuable. I will say that, especially as we go through some of these. And uh, Peter D'Amico, Jake, why haven't the Braves extended AA yet? It's a no-brainer. And I agree. And Craig Steele, first time joining live. Glad you were able to make it here. Let's get into Alex Anthopoulos and what makes him so good, why I think he is so good. Since taking over, the Braves have won six straight division titles. They won a World Series in 2021, made an NLCS appearance in 2020. Now, to be fair, you have to give a lot of that credit to those early teams in this run to John Capalella, John Hart, others who were here before him who helped you know build that team and went through the rebuild, put everything together. And, you know, to an extent, you still see some of those foundational pieces here today. But ever since AA has taken over, he's done an outstanding job of guiding that ship and making sure it's not just a six-year run. Look, the Braves are in the middle of what could be a 10, 12-year run. They are still in the middle of it, and it's because of the moves that Alex Anthopoulos has made to set them up to win for years to come. And I loved Alex Anthopoulos' honesty when he took over for this team. The Braves were coming out of the rebuild. They were getting ready to compete. 2018 was earlier than people expected. But even when he took over, he said, you know, the foundation's already here. My job is just to come in here and not mess it up. And you didn't see him coming in here, you know, trading a bunch of prospects, make the correct moves here or there to get them in a position to win. So when you talk about locking up Alex Anthopoulos long-term, the obvious answer for me, should they should they extend him? Yes. And my question is, why wouldn't the Braves extend him? I just talked about the fact they've won the division every year since he's taken over, already won a World Series, and I think there's a lot more to come. Another question is, why wouldn't Alex Anthopoulos want to be extended? Maybe it's a two-way, or is a two-way street here. He obviously has to want to come back and sign an extension why wouldn't he? The only thing I can think of is that if he's just ready for a new opportunity. Um, you know, he spent some time in, in Los Angeles, talked about how much he loved his time there, but I don't think Andrew Friedman's going anywhere. You already spent time in Toronto, which you thought would be kind of his dream place, and, you know, ended up leaving there essentially and going to LA before taking the job in Atlanta. So I don't know where else would be an ideal fit for him other than Atlanta. And of course, now that he's here and having so, so much success, he talks about how much he and his family love it here. And I think that's true. I think he wants to be here. I don't see any reasons why he wouldn't want to continue to be the GM in Atlanta. And part of me believes or wants to believe, don't you want to see this run all the way through? Again, you took over a great foundation. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Alex Anthopoulos didn't come into a great situation when he came into Atlanta. He came into a really good situation for a team that was getting ready to compete. But he is here in the middle of this run, which again, I think still has a good four or five, maybe six years left in it. Wouldn't you want to see that out to completion? You got a good chance at winning another World Series title where you are. I got to believe he wants to see that through. And I can't imagine the Braves wouldn't want him to be part of that to see it through with how well he's done. I know there are some naysayers out there, people who don't like Alex Anthopoulos, but for the most part, I believe many fans adore him. And I think the Braves 
front office, the Braves staff has to love what he's done so far. So I can't imagine the Braves don't want him. And I can't imagine that Alex Anthopoulos doesn't want to be here. So it seems like it's going to happen. How long should it be for? You don't see, you don't see managers. You don't see GMs typically extended very long, but I'd extend them for four years. Again, I, I want to keep them through the end of this run for this core group that you have. So hopefully it gets done soon. I think it certainly should. And again, I think both sides want it to happen. Let's just make it happen. And you got till the end of 2024 to do so as contract goes through this season. But it's hard for me to believe the Braves aren't going to go ahead before this 2024 season even starts and extend Alex Anthopoulos. You know what happens when free agents for the Braves hit free agency. I don't want to know what happens when their GM, one of the best GMs in baseball, hits free agency. I do not want to see that happen as Grand uh, Artura says, A is one of the best, if not the best GM in Major League Baseball right now. And I agree with that, and I don't want to see that on the open market. So hopefully the Braves and Alex Anthopoulos get together and knock this out here really, really quickly. All right, next, I want to get into the best and worst moves for Alex Anthopoulos during this time. Uh, I want to talk about you know, a lot of good moves, obviously, that he made. I want to get your thoughts as well. Ask this on social media. A lot of you responded with your best and worst moves during Alex Anthopoulos' tenure. And I will tell you the one weak spot for Alex Anthopoulos, and it has to do with finding free agent starting pitchers, which is why he's maybe so hesitant this offseason. We'll discuss all of that here next. Get into all the action on the NFL playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now, other than opening day, which is my favorite time of the year. But you got the NFL playoffs starting this weekend. You got NBA, NHL action going on. You got college basketball as well. There are so many sports happening right now. If you want to get out of the action, you can do so over at fanduel.com slash locked on. Their app is also so easy to use, and they have many different ways to bet, like live, same game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab, mega parlay in the party hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and the many more options for betting. You got wildcard weekend. Coming up, Browns, Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Lions, and Eagles are all favored. And Nick Saban has decided to retire from Alabama. So we'll see what that does for the betting favorites going forward for college football as well. Big news there in the college football landscape of things. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Also make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash PlaySafe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Getting back into our conversation about Alex Anthopoulos, and I already talked about the fact that I think he is one of the best GMs in all of baseball, if not the best. I already see some of your best and worst uh, moves coming in, seeing some Jake Odorizzi, some Cole Hamels, 
Certainly we'll get into that. Before we go into the best and worst moves that Alex Anthopoulos has made, I wanted to continue talking about what he has done that makes him so good and maybe one real weakness that he has. When I look at the things that I like about Alex Anthopoulos, he doesn't hesitate to make a move when there is a glaring hole. Now, I'm going to bring up a move some of you probably have forgotten, but it's a move that I remember because the Braves' bullpen was so bad. I believe it was in 2019, I want to say. I could have the year wrong on that, but it was early in the season. The bullpen was so bad, and Alex Anthopoulos went out, and he got Anthony Swarzak. And many of you probably don't remember that. It was 2019. Traded Arodis Vizcaino and Jesse Biddle for Anthony Swarzak in May. That bullpen was terrible. He made some more moves at the trade deadline we'll talk about in a minute. But that was a, a time where you had a team that was capable of winning, but they were really being drugged down by the bullpen. And Swarzak, you know, he had some good moments for the Braves, but it was a time they just needed something in that bullpen to help them get through. And he went out and made a move. Tried the same thing in 2021 uh, with the catcher issues you had and not so good here. Went out and got Kevin Smith, got Steven Vogt. Neither one of those really panned out, but he is somebody that if he sees a glaring hole on this team in season, whatever it may be, he's not, he's not usually going to wait to go make a move happen. Now, you could say in that 2021 season, maybe he waited too long to go make some moves for the outfield. But you remember that Jock Peterson deal, it came a couple of weeks before the deadline. So even then, he still didn't wait right till the deadline to go get some help for the outfield. So one thing I love about Alex Anthopoulos is the fact that he is so good about if he sees a hole, not really waiting to go ahead and try to fill that hole and get it taken care of. He does a great job of upgrading the bullpen in season. We're going to go through some of those moves, but it's why you know he's done a great job since that 2019 season of in the offseason putting together a good bullpen to start. But even then, bullpens are so finicky. I say it all the time, year to year, bullpens can really change. You always have to be able to adjust in your bullpens during a season, and I think Alex Andalos does that better than anybody He's typically pretty good at the deadline, specifically 2019, 2021. He was outstanding at the trade deadline, and he spins wisely. Now, there's a lot of people on here going to be upset that he doesn't sign the top free agents, but he spins wisely, and he doesn't. He may not spend a lot of money on the top free agents because those are usually guys going into their 30s, but he does spend a lot of money to lock up young players, which if you looked at, if you looked at it a little differently, like Alex Anthopoulos was going out in free agency and signing Matt Olson to a, a eight-year deal, 10-year deal, whatever it was, I think you would look at things a little bit differently. But he's done all these extensions instead of signing top free agents. And I, I think if you you take a step back and view it in that regard, that yes, he hasn't signed top free agents, but he's extended some of the best players in baseball to keep them on his team. He's traded for some of the best players in baseball and then extended them to keep them on this team. So uh, he does spend money, but he spends it wisely. And that's something I like about him. Maybe the one thing and the one weakness of Alex Anthopoulos is he's not great at identifying starting pitching in the offseason. Those were all or most of his bust come really even in the season trades as well. Hasn't done a great job identifying pitching and that's not all on him. There's obviously 
a team there in the Braves front office that's going through the analytics, trying to find these players and bring them in. But certainly he has had several misses on the pitching side of things. Bear with me a second. I want to run through some of the biggest moves that Alex Gonzalez has made since taking over in 2017. He did come in after the John Campolella stuff. He immediately came in, made a big trade, moving Matt Kemp and that money and getting it off the books. Got Charlie Culberson in that deal, who obviously went on to become a Braves legend. Didn't really do much that first season. 2018, he was part of the decision-making process in calling up Ronald Acuna Jr. Another thing that I've loved about Alex Anthopoulos, does not hesitate to call up a prospect if he's needed and he thinks that it's going to help the team, whether that's Ronald, whether it's Michael Harris, whether that's Strider, whether it's Ben Von Grissom. He has not hesitated to call up a young prospect when needed if he thought it made the team better. Now, that 2018 draft took Carter Stewart eighth, Stewart eighth overall. That didn't work out, but did get a, an extra pick of, uh, because of it the following year. At that 2018 trade deadline, he got Johnny Venters, Brad Brock, Kevin Gosman, Darren O'Day, and Adam Duvall. So, you know, his first real first you know season there, or it was his first full season there with the Braves. Pretty good trade deadline, getting those guys. He did give up Evan Phillips to the Orioles, who's now one of the better relievers for the Dodgers. Gave up Lucas Sims in that Duvall deal. He had a decent run with the Reds, but nothing significant. That offseason, signed BMAC, signed Josh Donaldson to a one-year $23 million deal. That worked out fantastically. Then came the extensions of Ronald and Ozzy for eight years, $100 million for Ronald, which is honestly going to be 10 years where he's never making more than $17 million. Then Ozzy Albies deal is the best deal in all of baseball. He's never going to make more than $7 million, and he's under team control for nine years. This is where I mentioned he traded for Anthony Swarzak. He drafted Shea Langoliers, Michael Harris, and Von Grissom that year. Signed Dallas Keuchel, and Keuchel was okay. You know, 3.75 ERA, 1.37 whip for the Braves. Started in two games in the postseason. Michael Soroka should have started game one. That series still bugs me to no end, but the Dallas Keuchel signing, not a great one. The 2019 trade deadline, this is one of my favorites. I know everybody talks about the 2021 deadline. Traded for Chris, this is when the bullpen was a mess. Traded for Chris Martin, traded for Mark Melanson, traded for Shane Green, <laughs> traded Colby Allard, Tristan Beck, Dan Winkler, Joey Winston, Travis Demerit in those deals. They ended up giving back, getting back Demerit and Allard later. Didn't give up much significance, really upgraded the bullpen, ended up re-signing a couple of those guys. Signed Tyler Matzik to a minor league deal. That was a great move there. That next offseason brought back Chris Martin, um, signed Will Smith to a three-year, $40 million contract, signed Travis Darnot. This is the one that everybody talks about. Signed Cole Hamels to one year, $18 million. That probably is the worst move that he has made. And then in 2020, drafted in a five, a five-round draft where they only got four picks. He drafted Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder, both who are, you know, have made big contributions to the Braves. Also got Jared Schuster and Jesse Franklin in that draft. Draft. Schuster's already pitched for the Braves, now gone. And Jesse Franklin has a chance to be a, a left-handed bat of significance. Traded for Tommy Malone. Again, another pitcher required that didn't go so well. Uh, I know a lot of fans upset the Braves didn't do more that 2020 uh, season trade-wise, but you got to throw 2020 kind of out the window a little bit. 
that offseason, signed Charlie Morton, signed Drew Smiley, another one that a lot of Braves fans probably don't remember well. Signed Marcelo Zuna to four years, $65 million. That's one I don't haven't always loved, but worked out last year. Claimed Guillermo Heredia off waivers. Got the swords right there. Um, and then this was one surprised everybody. Traded Patrick Weigel, Chad Sabatka to the Brewers for Orlando Arcia, who is now their starting shortstop, making $2 million a year. I mean, it's just... It's all these little moves are the ones that I love, you know, signing Dylan Lee and Jesse Chavez to minor league deals, stuff like that. Drafted Ryan Cusick, Justin Henry Malloy, Schwellenbach, Dodd, and A.J. smith Shaver in that 2021 draft as well. Uh, sorry, I'm going to try to go through the rest of these. I know I'm kind of dragging this out here. That offseason signed Manny Pena. Didn't get to catch for the Braves, but was part of a deal to get Sean Murphy uh, later. Signed Kirby Yates. Um, took Alan Winans and Luis Diavila in the Rule 5 draft. Winans has already pitched. Diavila could um, could pitch for the Braves this year. Traded for Matt Olson. Gave up Pache, Langoliers, Estes, Cusick. Nobody you're really missing. Then extended Olson. Signed Eddie Rosario after that 2021 uh, season that he had. You know, Eddie was bad in 2022, but he was solid last year. Signed Kenley Jansen to one year, $16 million. Also of note, and I know some people pointed this out on social media, the way that he pivoted from Freddie Freeman and didn't just leave the Braves hung out to dry getting nobody. Also a very good move by Alex Anthopoulos. 2022, um, again, called up Michael Harris, traded Drew Waters along with Andrew Hoffman and C.J. Alexander for the 35th overall pick, which turned into J.R. Ritchie, who, if he were healthy, and he might still be, he's probably my third best prospect in the Braves system right now. I love J.R. Ritchie and hope he comes back healthy, looking like he did before the injury. Um, in that draft, you also got Owen Murphy, Richie Burkhalter, who could be a big reliever for the Braves soon now that he's back. Cole Phillips, who they went in the trade to get Jared Kelnick, Drake Baldwin, Ignacio Alvarez, David McCabe, three of their better bats right now. That was a really good draft for the Braves. Extended Austin Riley um, at the trade deadline. This one, this trade deadline 2022 didn't do much got Adrianza, Robbie Grossman, Jake Odorizzi, another pitcher they acquired that's not great. Then extended Michael Harris that offseason, signed Morton again, extended Strider, um, you know, signed Matzik to keep him along to bring him back for this year. Then traded William Contreras, Justin Yeager, Roy Brasilinas, Manny Pena, Kyle Muller, and Freddie Tarnock for Sean Murphy. And then extended Sean Murphy. Again, if you viewed these as free agent signings, I think it would stop the complaining about that the Braves don't go out and sign the best free agents. It's because they're signing their own players who are the best players and, and they're doing it. He's doing it in their primes. That is using your money wisely. And then you know all about this offseason and what he has done to, to, to upgrade this roster and put them in the best chance to win. So, so many great moves for Alex Anthopoulos. Didn't have a chance to go through all of them, but I appreciate you Bearing with me as I kind of went through some of the top ones. Next, I want to get to what your best and worst are for Alex Anthopoulos in his tenure with the Braves. We'll discuss that here next. All right, I know we talk a lot about we coming to sports and we escape and we talk about something that really gives us a lot of joy in life. But there are some realities of real life out there that are causing a lot of people stress and pain that we need to talk about. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And that's scary. It can be scary for a lot of people. 
I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or one of my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because we went out and got our Jace case, and it was super simple. Going to jacemedical.com, filling out a form, and you might get a call from a, a physician if needed. If not, get your Jace case in the mail about a week later. It is that simple. Jay's case provides five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. And this stuff could happen to any of us. And you want to be prepared. Visit jaysmedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use our offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's jacemedical.com. Use our code locked on to get $20 off your order. I want to remind you again that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever sports national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, I'm going to go over to social media. I know we're getting a lot of comments from uh, those who are here live, and I appreciate that as well. Little E saying that AA also signed blooper and uh, underrated signing as well for Alex Anthopoulos. Everybody absolutely loves blooper. And Richard Fowler pointed out, I, I had Iglesias on here, um, but the move for Iglesias as well is another good one. I was just kind of going through those kind of fast, and I didn't want to talk about every single one. I got 48 comments on my post on social media, so not going to get to all of these. Bean Eater says, favorite move is Pierce Johnson because it's a move he had to dig to find. Shows me how much work he and his team put into finding these obscure players with untapped potential. I think that's a great comment there. Also says, least favorite move is probably not locking up free. Hey, that's not over yet. Um, and he can't control that, as Bean Eater says. That's got to that's be a two-way two -way street. But again, still some hope there that maybe they get things done with Freed. Blake Newsom says, favorite has to be the Acuna extension. Can't disagree there. Least favorite has to be every starting pitcher he's acquired. Um, yeah, there's a lot of those. I'm not, not going to lie. There are certainly a lot of those pitcher moves out there. And I think it's why he's probably so hesitant to go out in free agency and, and sign a, a starting pitcher to a long deal. Stephen Till says, my favorite has to be the 2021 deadline. Showed just how great of an eye for talent he has and the importance of clubhouse chemistry. Least favorite move was probably Ozuna, but that move has kind of worked itself out of late. Yeah, the Ozuna one looked really, really bad. And I still I, I still don't love it. Um, but yeah, that one looked terrible there for a while and turned around this past year. Jared Vickery says, letting Dancy walk and signing Ozuna are tied for least by a lot. Riley and Olsen extensions are my favorite. All right, Ronald extension is uh, low-hanging fruit, but I was worried about it at the time. Uh, Lindsey Crosby over at Lockdown MOE Prospects says, favorite is Freddie Freeman pivot. This is kind of the one I was mentioning earlier. Uh, the pivot to get Olsen enjoyed uh, not being left holding an empty bag when the dust settled. Least favorite is Cole Hamels. Brace FR says best AA move was himself leaving Toronto to come to Atlanta just after his brief stint in LA. I got to agree with that. John Farr says the 2021 deadline getting Solaire, Rosario, and Jock. One move I didn't mention because I was trying not to mention every single move. In that same deadline, he got Richard Rodriguez, another pitcher 
that didn't work out. So certainly needs to get some help with the pitchers that they identify, but done a great job with the bats. And he's still done a good job with the pitchers. I mentioned the 2019 deadline, getting Chris Martin, Shane Green, uh, Mark Melanson. Those all turned out. Joe Jimenez, uh, Pierce Johnson, you know, those guys have turned out. So he's done better on the bullpen side of things, but starting pitching has been pretty rough. Brian Kraut says, not fair because it's more than one move, but to go at the trade deadline is a different direction. Everyone was thinking and acquire the three MVPs of three playoff series. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen a GM do. And most people will look to that 2021 trade deadline. I don't know how he didn't win executive of the year that season, but that was a great one. Uh, Richard Fowler points out another tough one, giving up on Kevin Gosman with the way that he's turned out. That one does sting. Trading for him, he was good when the Braves traded for him. Um, but coming back that next season, it was it was just rough. But yeah, would love to have Kevin Gosman in this rotation right now. Ross Putman says favorites are Josh Donaldson signing and Austin Riley extension. Least favorite, easily the Tommy Malone trade. That's certainly a popular one for worst. Agon agrees with that as well, says Tommy Malone in 2020, 2020 or Yanni Torino's last year, uh, jaded by recency bias. The Yanni Torino's one, the fact that they just let it go on so long uh, really kind of makes that one a lot worse for me. It's not like they had to give up anything to get them, but uh, the way that one just extended forever and seemed to never never end. But Agon also said his best was Jock since it was an early trade that led to more moves and a trophy. And I agree with that. That's why I wanted to point it out. You know, the Jack Peterson move didn't come at the deadline, came in like a week or two ahead and really kind of set the tone for the trade deadline and the comeback that year and the World Series. Johnny says signing Eddie Soler and Duvall back, uh, least is trading rights, Roca and Shoemake. So kind of looking ahead already, doesn't like those moves. Uh, Drew the Alpha says favorite move, signing Acuna and Albies long term, least favorite trading away Gosman. Would you have said that at the time? Obviously, we can look here in hindsight, but Gosman at that time was really, really rough with the Braves. Again, hindsight, certainly one that hurts, but at that time, I don't think many of you would have said that. Chris Sell season says, favorite move, Acuna Albies extensions, least favorite signing Smiley and Hamels or the Smith-Odorizzi trade. I mean, yeah, you keep Will Smith, you probably win the World Series because that's what happens when Will Smith's on your team and Odorizzi gave you pretty much nothing. Uh, Jets Jim says easy answers. The outfield pickups in 21 worse. I'd say is Cole Hamels, Ryan Hall, favorite move jock. That team was dead in the water and he lit a fire that never went out. That led to Soler, Rosario, etc. Least fam favorite is Hamels. Probably we were all fooled. Um, Ken Anderson says favorite is Matt Olson. At least is Cole Hamels. I think Cole Hamels is by far the favorite one here for the worst move that Alex Hentopoulos has made. The ATL guy says Jared Kelnick is going to be a great move and the sale trade is going to be another great one for us. I hope those are the next great moves for the Atlanta Braves, certainly going forward. Uh, but a lot of these other comments out here, they're all the same. Acuna extension, 2021 trade deadline. Uh, Holly Lonnie says that as Braves 1122 does as well. Talking about that 2021 trade deadline. Those are some of the best ones out there. He has a lot of them. There's a lot to choose from from Alex Anthopoulos. Hopefully, there's a lot more to come as he tries to navigate through this great window that the Braves have. See Timothy Casey saying, I really love the Pierce Johnson move. That's another underrated one where, you know, not many people thought much of that move when it happened. And he was great with the Braves. And now they've extended him 
and he's going to be hopefully a big part of the bullpen going forward. Jeffrey Humphreys talking about keeping Matzik after the injury. Hopefully that's going to be great. We'll see in 2024. Thank you so much for joining me here live on the podcast, watching the replay, responding to the comments on social media. However you join the show and support the show, I do really, really appreciate it. It makes the conversation so much more fun when you are joining in with me on it. And so I really do appreciate all of your participation here at Locked On Braves. That will do it for this episode, though. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button. Follow us on social media at shortstopball at lockdown underscore Braves. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 